Okay. Hi, Jill. Hi, Ryan. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to you. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. The reviews are in. The reviews are in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all our loyal friends and listeners and family. Yeah. We, we now have officially published one episode. So we've gotten some feedback and some listens. Do you know how many listeners we had? You can guess we can over under. Listeners or listens? Listeners, individual listeners. 19. No. 27. No. Higher? Yeah. Oh, jeez. 101. No. Yeah. We don't know 101 people. Well, some people didn't listen all the way through, but you know, 101. Thanks. According, according to the, the anchor Spotify app that I'm using, who knows? Also, it's so funny. It breaks down listenership and it's like 69% of your listeners identify as women, 69. And like, you know, 0.1% was in South Africa, which seems fake. And then 99.9% was in America. And it was like Massachusetts, number one, New York, number two. Um, so just funny, like all the breakdowns. Right. Yeah. That's really weird. Oh, and before we get into our topics today, I wanted to quick disclaim about the first episode and future episodes. I feel bad. I laughed when I said things like anorexia and anti-Semitism. It's not because I think those things are funny. I have a fucked up sense of humor, so it just makes me laugh. And I think we clarified that we weren't laughing at anti-Semitism. We're laughing at that people don't believe that. Right. And I, but I laughed at like saying that Kirstie Alley had anorexia and obviously it's not funny. It was just funny that the word she was looking for was hot mess. And I thought it was going to be something more specific, but anyway, anyway, also, hopefully I'm not much louder than you. I feel like the first few episodes, my voice is a lot louder than yours, but also the reviews are in our voices are different. That's the consensus that we don't sound alike. Well, like you can differentiate our voices. I think so. And maybe just a personal thing, but I think I don't sound like this in real life. So no, I, I sound such like a, like, will I ever sound like an adult? Yes. You're an adult. See, but I feel like hearing the podcast and then in meetings, my voice, I sound like a little child. Like people are probably like, I'm not going to take this girl seriously. Who's telling me to like, get my stuff done by the end of today. Cause she sounds like a little boy, Timmy Turner. I disagree, but anyway. Okay. All right. So a lot has happened, I feel like, in the last week of pop culture. So there's there's a lot of things to talk about. Um, I guess we could start, because I think we both have it on our agenda, is William and Harry. I did not know that the book was called Spare. I don't know how I missed that in the translation, Lost in Translation. So let's just say that if you have been living under a rock for the past week, yeah. um, Prince Harry's book, Spare, well. Coming out today, January 10th, it went to the press a week ago. So then the press started leaking everything. I know people were like, why should I buy this book now? Because everything's coming out. That's not Harry. Right. I mean, yes, he's promoting it. And yes. Oh, so you're on Harry's side. <laughs> and yes, you know, but the press is leaking like a lot of juicy stuff. Also, it juicy was stuff. accidentally um, re-released in Spain. Like they were supposed to hold it till January 10th and they just oh. put it on the shelves. So that's why I get in trouble for that. Yeah. So it comes out today. I haven't read it. You haven't read it. I don't think you're going to read it. I would like to read it at some point, but I've been so behind on reading that I don't know when I'm going to catch up to it. Well, Caitlin, our sister had a good suggestion today. She wants to listen to the audio book. So I might do that right? just to hear his British accent, talk about the queen and William and his whole life. 
So of the um, leaks that have come out, what what do you find? Yeah, what's, that's what I was going to ask you. What's the most egregious? I mean, I loved the one that was like, his penis was frozen at Kate and Will's wedding. It was like, I had a frozen penis at the wedding and someone tweeted, great, I had the chicken. And I think our friend Baker, shout out Baker, shared that meme and it really made me laugh. Um, so I don't, I mean, physical violence between them, obviously, but also like siblings, we have hit each other, you know, like, right, like siblings fight and they fight aggressively. And I mean, when we fight. were children or high yes. schoolers, but yes. And then the next day it's like forgotten. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I, about you? I don't care about all the stupid leaks and like the stupid stories. I don't care who made who cry and the bridesmaid's dress don't fit. And I don't care. I did watch the 60 minutes interview with Anderson Cooper, America's own prince. What people say? I'm just saying that. Staten Island's prince, the king of Staten Island. Yes, literally. <laughs> um, and just a few of those notes that I wanted to hit. So when did this come out? Sorry, for, give me some context. 60 minutes came out Sunday night. Okay, so it's brand new. Yeah. Okay. Um, Will told Harry when they when Harry joined went to Eton High School, and he's like a few years behind Will. William said to Harry, pretend like you don't know me in school. Don't talk to me. Don't come by me. Don't look at me, which I think is a very sibling funny, especially like teenage boys. I mean, and how he's four years older than him. I don't know the exact. Would they be at school at the same time? Yeah. And like UK schools are different. I know it's like like eating boarding school. It's like fancy. Right. So I was just thinking like, that never would have happened with us. Also, it never, everyone obviously knows their siblings, not only just because like, again, we all, we are three girls. We all went to the same high school. We have the same last name. People put it together, but also they're fucking worldwide famous. Yeah. Also funny story. Yeah. One, like my freshman year semi-formal after the semi-formal, I had pictures and we were on like the soccer bus and like looking at the pictures and one girl who's a sophomore was looking at the pictures and there was a picture of myself and our older sister, Caitlin. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, you're friends with this girl? Yeah. I was like, no, no, that's my sister. Like, so some people didn't know. But you are friends with her. That's very true. I'm <laughs> very good friends with her. But I always say, I don't think you guys look alike and you look like you're just friends. So that is funny. Yeah. Everyone so we, knew I was your sister, obviously. Obviously. Um. So on one hand, I'm like, Will, that's like, that happens like siblings. And also like, this is the first time they got to be normal ever in their entire lives. So he probably was like, I just don't like whatever, but also like, it must've, this is Harry's still thinking about this. So that it really burned him. I was going to say that obviously upset him. How old is he now? Do you know? Will? Has a Harry. Has a, I don't know, probably 40, 30s. And he's still thinking about this. Well, um, I beg and get over it. Harry is what I'm saying. He was just allowed to go to therapy like five years ago. That's what I was going to ask. It was like, when did he start working through all this trauma? And shout out the Ringer's Jam session. They made a good point that like, he must have a very American therapist because like. That's funny. uh, Just the language he's using. Yeah. A European therapist would be like, you really need to process all this and think about every single thing, you know, like that. They don't know. They've never been to therapy in Europe. No, one of them has an Italian therapist. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Another thing is both William and Harry asked Charles not to marry Camilla. Okay. Which I, on some point, understand like- But they got married after Diana had already died, right? Not that that's good or bad, but they they didn't get married. When did they get married? Probably in like the last 15 years. So I think that's very normal, like stepmother behavior. And also that they're 
um, like stepchildren having a stepmother, like don't marry, you know, we don't want a new mom or blah, blah. blah. Also their mother died in a horrific, horrendous way. I mean, really Camilla is the Meredith Blake of it all. Mm, Well, also they got married in 2005. Okay. And like that they, you know, Camilla and Charles were like hooking up the whole time he was married Diana. And Diana said there was a third person in our marriage. So of course the boy's going to be like this woman, like Harry said on 60 minutes, like she's a villain. She was the villain. Also, she's way less hot than Diana. Why would you, she be your mistress, Charles, if you're going to hook up with someone. True love, Ryan. Oh yeah. That's, are they chill with her now? If Harry's I mean, like, Harry doesn't seem to be like, do they, t- they, are they like, you're coming home for Christmas? Like, you know, yeah. Harry said he doesn't currently is not speaking to William and Charles. Yeah. Um, but the last thing I will say about the interview, Anderson Cooper was like, well, why are you doing this yeah. publicly? Like, wh- why don't you do this privately? Like you still want a relationship with these people. This is your family. Why are you doing this? And Harry was like, cause I have tried to do this privately so many times and they leak it to the British press and they get it to put their spin on it and how mm. they want to come out. This is the only way I could say what I want to say. And also to say to them, I want a family. I want to be together, but let's do this us. Like, yeah. This is the only way I'm going to get to you because if we meet privately, you're going to leak it and make it look like I'm the bad guy. That's so funny. So he's like, America is his safe. Like, you know what I mean? Doing things via the American press and the American way is the only way he can, you know, express right. I mean, himself also, or get his point of view across. He's also doing a lot of UK press. Like there's a UK interview that came out. But he hasn't lived. Has he gone there? I mean, obviously he went when um, the queen passed away, but um, you know, he's mainly in America now physically. Yeah. Anyway. Is there anything else you want to say about the Harry leaks and that you like that the title is spare or you think I just didn't realize that. So it's so dramatic. It like, I only, I saw, you know, Gary Gennetti, who we love, he posted what uh, like, Air basically would be the title of Prince George, Prince George's book, which I thought was funny. And then I was like, I really didn't know it was called Spare. I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, Prince Harry, a biography. I just didn't. Was that the working title this entire time? Yeah. Like for, because this book was supposed to be published a while ago. And then I think COVID kind of like. No, it was supposed to be published last year, but I think. Oh, the queen dying is. Yeah, because yeah. he's going to probably say all these mean stories about the queen. And they're like, uh, she just died, you know. I think he has nothing lovely to Heck say. Nick. Nothing but lovely things to say about the queen. I think it's Will and Kate. What is that from? Oh, he has nothing but lovely. Ernest has nothing but lovely things to say about you. It's about people reading books and they're finding about like Jane Austen versus a male writer. Anyway. Fuck. So yeah, it's been big week for Harry and the monarchy. And also I want to like, Harry says like everything that happens in their lives, like the Charles, Will, Kate, they have their own private secretaries who then go leak stories to the press and that's how stuff gets out. But they are, say, like, they have complete deniability. Like, we didn't say it. So, you know, we didn't say anything. But now there's going to be, like, all these stories that come out in the UK press responding to Harry's book. They're going to say it's not true. They're going to say we don't do this. From the royals. But Who would you believe? Who would you believe? I think that they do you believe have- Harry though in all this? Do you think everything he's saying is mostly factual? Obviously, things can be you know dramatized for his literary effect, but I think everything is mostly factual yeah. from his point of view and what he's been told and what he sees. There's mm-hmm. I'm sure other stuff going on behind the scenes that he doesn't know. And like, yeah. Also, did you always no- relate to him because he was the second and he was a ginger? No. Okay. 
also because he's the spare. So he doesn't get like, you know, what William knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they obviously were like, we got to spend our time with William. Yeah. But I think the party line from the monarchs from Charles and William should be, we love Harry. You're our, our family. We support you. Keep yeah, saying that. Like they're not going to, they're not going to, but don't like try to. Diffuse. They're just going to say like, we are not affiliated with this man. <laughs> like, I know. I know. It's so that's, stupid. Do you think William, like being born and being, you know, say you're like 10 and that's when you fully realize like what it means to be like the heir to the British throne. Do you think he was like, fuck, I wish I was the spare. Yes. Or do you think he was like, I'm glad I was born for this. This is my duty. I'm going to be king. I'm sure at some points he wished both things, but I think at this point yeah. he's probably been so conditioned to the fact like you are different, you are separate, you have to be perceived yeah. in a different way. You're going to be king one day. This is what you have to do. Do you um, say Charles dies and Harry and William becomes king, or you know he absconds or whatever the word is and gives Harry the um, William. William, yeah, the crown. Can William say, I abolish the British monarchy? Like, does he have the power to do that? Sure. Do you think he would? No. Because then it would be George after him. Because then what's the point? He would spend his whole life doing all this crap for what? Well, he could be revered by people being like, we'll give you all your tax money back and we're not going to, you know, follow monarchs. Great. But I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. So you're Team Harry. <laughs> I want to be, but it's hard because this is very. I feel like they also all say like it's Megan changed him. Megan, Megan, Megan. They being like Harry and um, William and Charles. Like, do you think a lot of it is her influence or we're being um, misogynistic? We talked about this previously on the podcast um, that, you know, people painted out as when like, you know, a man has less time for you or it changes. It's the woman's fault. And Harry even mentioned during the um Anderson interview last night is like, he's changed. She's a witch. She changed him. Like he said, no, I changed. And I was given the ability because I met the love of my life to now go start a family and show that I've changed. Okay. Actually, the last thing I'll ask you about all this is I think actually one of the craziest headlines was that he said, Will and Kate told him to dress up like a Nazi for Halloween. Do you, what? No, he never should have said, I mean, maybe I guess it's in the book, but like just don't even bring up that the other n-word like he already covered it on the netflix thing he said i was a bad decision and after that i went and met with a rabbi and talked about it i went to um one of the camps in europe like it really affected me and i did a lot of soul searching like great that's the answer we want and that's what kind of person we want you to be right then oh i was a child so my brother told me to put this costume on no 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 Right. That's what I was like this whole, even if that is true, it seems very immature to now blame it on them. Yes. Um, he's, he's immature. I mean, yeah, he didn't have a, normal, he was raised to be the spare. He didn't have a normal upbringing. The maturity levels aren't there for either of them. I think. Oh my goodness. All I right. like, do like that. He says that Kate and Will were like suits obsessive before. Um, they, they, watch, they watch suits USA yeah. characters. Welcome. I right. was watching clips of workaholics this morning and Adam demand the character. He's like, you characters welcome. It's our motto as a country USA. Right. Um, okay. Well, I've been dying just to know why you put this on the agenda. So we'll go next is Kaylee Cuoco's baby shower. So Kaylee Cuoco is pregnant, obviously. Yes. 
She has been married twice. Did she, the last wedding she had, that was like a big thing on Instagram and uh, Brad Goreski was all posting about it. Is she still with that guy? No, she recently got divorced and now she's dating this guy and she's pregnant with With, a baby. Okay. And they are not married. Not that it matters. Not that it matters. Okay. So Brad Goreski is how I, stylist LA. Are you going to watch this real dudes of WeHo show? Real friends of WeHo? Probably not. Continue. Because it's on MTV. Like, why? I was going to say, you've been on Brad forever because he was on the Rachel Zoe project. And that's yeah. how you first, you've been a, a longtime stand. Longtime stand of Brad, married to Gary Gennetti. Anyway, so Brad's her stylist. So he's posting about the baby shower. So she's a big horse girl and she has this ranch and it looks beautiful. And horse yada, yada. girls. But the funny thing is, she bought Chloe and Lamar's house, the house that. Right. Yeah. She oh, still lives that in that house, but this right. party wasn't at the house. So, okay. first, I was just thinking that. And like all her Instagram. Oh my she- God. The fact that you know that, like Chloe and Lamar's house. Oh my God. So good. This is why we're here. This the thing I'm most upset about is there, they had a dog. He was named after a boxer. I forget Bernard. which one. And where Bernard did that- Hopkins? Because he was a boxer, the dog. He was beautiful. Where is that dog? great question maybe anyway, uh, with Heidi Montag's first dog that she got in the season of the hills Bella where is that dog anyway so Kaylee Cuoco had the baby shower at her ranch it looked beautiful it was like a wedding like I thought maybe this was going to be like their wedding in it LA is the ranch yeah it was amazing looks beautiful but it did remind me did have you seen the movie something to talk about with Julia Roberts and Dennis Quaid yes because our Women's studies religion teacher made us watch it, even though the whole movie is about, which we've also talked about on the podcast before, is if your husband cheats on you, get back together with him. Although if my husband was Dennis Quaid, woo! Anyway. So for reference, yes, Ryan and my and our sister's high school was very pro. You're a woman. You're going to be a leader. You're in charge. You're independent. You are smart. You don't need anything. And then the last semester of senior year, you take a class that basically is you plan your wedding. Yep. Because so, they want you to show you how she, the teacher, Mrs. Yeah. Samino, I will say her name, is fucking so close minded asshole. We got in so many debates about abortion rights. Anyway, yeah, our, we went to all girls Catholic high school. So a lot of people always ask, like, oh, was it really catty and mean? And also, like, did being growing up Catholic fuck you up? Yeah, kind of. And also, like, yeah, was it super, you know, um, I can't think of the word like anti-feminist in a way, because, you know, Catholic nuns, people are teaching it. No, it was very pro-women. And also, I think just regardless of who the teachers were, I think all of us as students came together. We're all mostly super feminist, like no girls are better than guys. We're smarter than them, you know, what have you. Um, But yeah, this teacher in particular and some others, you know, she wasn't the only one, but um, yeah, her teachings really didn't preach. The, the course was called women leaders and she wasn't really teaching us how to be great women leaders. She was saying, here's a budget to plan your wedding and watch some movies. Yeah. And spoiler alert for um, something to talk about. Dennis Quaid and Julie Roberts are married. He cheats on her with a lot, a lot of people. She finds out they separate. I think it's only one person. Well, no, she goes to that charity league and everyone's like talking about, oh, you know, sorry, I heard. I haven't seen the movie since senior year of high school. So you should Kira Cedric. Um, So anyway, but at the end, by the end of the movie, they like start going on dates again. So it's kind of like whatever. So that that semester of school is like 
plan your wedding. And also here's some movies that show you how to work it out because marriage is hard and you should always stay with your husband. Anyway, so at their like horse breeders in the movie and they compete in the horse dressage. Emily and Megan, help me out. I don't know. Horse dressage. Dressage. That's what it's called when you like compete. Say that word again. Dressage. Like okay. dress. It's probably in. French. All those French horse words. Um, so they have a big party at the end and it's like under the lights and it's on a farm. And, it, and this is what I was thinking the whole time I'm watching these videos and looking at these pictures of Kaylee Cuoco's bridal shower, ba- uh, baby, baby shower. shower. Like, yeah. oh my God, this looks like the party in um, something to talk about. And that's just like the only, I couldn't get past that. I was did like, you look, is it the same place? No, 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 no. Because you don't think they filmed something to talk about in LA? No, no, no. I think it's like Louisville, Kentucky or something. Okay. I was just dying at that. I just couldn't get over it. Can I tell you a weird aside about Kaylee Cuoco? Yeah. She has so much money. I know. Well, Big Bang, I guess. She was probably like behind Ellen Pompeo and like highest TV actresses. Yeah, because they did the Friends thing where they went in when the seasons and said, we're all getting like a million dollars an episode. Everyone's the same or we will walk. I said, Big Mike's watching us every week in the kitchen. (laughs) You know, viewership is up. Yeah. Um, but this is just a weird aside. So when I was a senior in high school, I got really into a band called The Main. They're still my favorite band. I knew everything about them. Shout out to Jen. We would just like obsessively like look at their MySpaces, knew who they were all dating. Like we got very entrenched. There is another band from Arizona called The Somerset, who some of them went to high school with one of the guys in The Main. That's how I ended up starting liking them. The lead singer of that band, his name is Brian Dales. I don't consider him like famous. I follow him on Instagram. I've followed him for years because he's in this band, the Somerset. Um, he is dating Kaylee Cuoco's sister, I believe, Brie Cuoco. Yes. And I think they've been dating for more than a year now. They live together. It seems like they'll get engaged and get married. So he, to me, is just this guy I follow who I could know, you know, and he posts like Christmas with Kaylee Cuoco and her boyfriend and was probably at this baby shower. It's just so funny to me. Like I followed him on Instagram, I don't know, since like 2000. 10 probably. And now he's like in the Coco fam. So it's just so funny. I feel like I don't follow, I don't think I follow Kaylee Coco, but I see her because of this singer, Brian Dales. Kaylee Coco's boyfriend's last name is Pelfrey. Is that like a Harry Potter thing too? No. Oh, that's. I think of that in the Belfry. No. Okay. That was just bringing (laughs) Harry Potter to me. Okay. Um, I don't even want to go too much into it, but again, topical is Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was sentenced to six and a half years in jail versus like the original sentence was going to be what, like 30 years? No. Or 10? 10 to 12. Okay. And right now she is not in jail. No, she has to report like February 12th or 13th or something, or maybe right after. We had a lengthy group chat chain about this. Yeah. Were you surprised at the sentence she got, I guess? Yes. I'm surprised it's low because from all the documents they had and that she was the ringleader and that she expressed no remorse and that she's still trying to make money off of it and like coming to court with her Gucci bags, alleged real Gucci bags. Um, I just think I could have my Gucci on. She's a POS and that's all. But don't you feel bad that She's not going to see her kids. I feel bad for anyone who goes to prison. I'm sure it's terrible and a life ruiner. And And that's the other thing. I keep saying jail instead of prison. And our friend Kate over text was like talking about it. And I'm like, oh, I need to use like the right term. So she is going to prison. Like, I don't know. 
Because I always thought jail was like more like temporary holding and prison is like long-term stay. I, I don't know. I will not um so I will not come out here and say I'm an expert on this. I have no idea. I should be, but I don't. Do you think she'll serve the full six and a half years? No, wasn't it like 85% you serve or what did Kelly say? You That's serve? a Kelly, Kelly's husband, Dan, our friend said that. Yeah, you only have yeah. to serve 80%. Well, I get, and also there's things like good behavior. And whatever. I feel like whenever celebrities go to jail, like Lindsay Lohan and stuff not back in the day. She, well, and not even, I guess people with money, like Teresa Judice. What money? None they of never money. they never stay the whole time is what I'm saying. And maybe that's everyone. And we just know about it because we follow these people in Us Weekly and stuff. But Very is true. that the case? Do you think a lot of people get out of jail early? Yeah. Unless they're like serial killers or like killed a prominent figure. Or doing bad things in jail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagining in jail and then getting like re- like adding more years, like her, yeah, because you like tried to escape or you got into a fight. Like, ugh, mm, yeah. my biggest fear. Anyway, so yeah, I figured we'd cover Jen Shaw, but I don't think there's much to say about that. I haven't watched the latest episode yet because you know, it. I've been and busy editing our podcast. <laughs> Salt Lake City is just not fun. Yeah. Um, just a quick update, not on the agenda. So I'm in, I think, season four of Potomac in my re- in my first watch. In my binge, um, I'm almost done with the season. I think it was the season where Michael Darby allegedly assaulted Ooh. a cameraman by touching his butt without his consent. That's like and where you, I'm at right now. Have you seen the video multiple times, or does that? Come no, out? right now they're just still showing the hot mic footage where he allegedly said, "I want to suck that guy's dick" about one of the husbands, and they keep showing clips from that party, which is funny because he's wearing like overalls because um, he was supposed to be like the Fresh Prince, and that is yeah where I'm at in the it's so funny because people keep asking me like who's my favorite and I'm like there is no favorite to have I feel like even though in most of these shows I do have favorite or women I like probably more than others or like women I feel like I'd hang with but I don't know right now I feel like Monique's the one that's making the most sense which is funny because last season I really didn't like her and I know she's not on the show anymore um yeah that's gonna change real quick for you i'm sure that's the thing anytime i'm like this person's like even i was like ray huger seems okay and people are like oh just wait so i don't really have like a loyalty i guess but i'm enjoying it i'm you know i'm i'm i didn't think i'd stick with it this long and now i think i'm gonna you know catch it's up entertaining stuff yeah and it's also great just like i need something on while i'm like making dinner or you know doing dog training so i'm just like okay right you, I think we both have this on our agenda, but the Golden Globes are tonight. What do you want to say about the Globes, Jill? Um, that I don't care. And I don't think that this is going to have any impact on like, who's going to get nominated for Oscars. And- CBH. So as you're saying this, I'm going to go on your Xfinity account and record it so I can watch it because I won't be home tonight. I am interested for the um, looks. Yeah. The fa- uh, we love the fashion, the red carpet on E. Is I- it on E? I don't know. Okay. I'm interested in um, if they're going to talk crap about the Golden Globes, about the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, because they're, they're... Well, Gerard Carmichael's the host, right? Yeah. He'll have do, to say something. Do you think all... No, all of his jokes, I think, are going to be about the slap. Oh, God. I don't even want to... That they're going to be like, at least we're not... Yeah, we got our own problems, but we're not coming up on stage and slapping people. Although he seems cool. So maybe he'll just do whatever he wants to go rogue, but I'm sure he has like 
things he can and cannot say because of yeah it's a shame because Globes were like such a fun party that you know all the celebrities got drunk at and yep. now it's a um but i did want to talk about so yep. ryan was my secret santa for christmas that's how we do it in our family so we don't spend millions of dollars and she got me the book, the coffee table book for comedians in cars drinking coffee, which is the Jerry Seinfeld show on Netflix, which I enjoy very much. And I forget which guest it was. I think it was Will, not Will Ferrell, um, Seth Rogen. And okay. Seth you Rogen wrote Will he, Ferrell in your note. Seth Rogen okay. told a story that Will Ferrell told him one year at the Golden Globes, Prince won an award for like a song in a movie. And Mm -hmm. they thought Prince was there, but he actually wasn't. So everyone was waiting a while. Like nothing was happening. It was quiet. No one was coming up the stage. And Will Ferrell told Seth Rogen, like, I, in my body was like, I'm going to go up and pretend to be Prince. And like, and he's like, that's the biggest regret of my entire life that I didn't do that. That Such a great bit. And Jerry Seinfeld was like, that would have been such a great Will Ferrell. Did anyone ever go up? No. And at the end of the episode, they show that clip and they find will ferrell and like he looks like see him like like he's thinking about it but he didn't go up so that's like a missed moment of great i would have loved that he would have been so funny like acting as prince i know i'd be like i really appreciate this award i mean you know who should have gone up if he was there fred armison (laughs) because he played prince on snl yeah oh that's really funny though so that was at eli from the red carpet is tonight at starting at 6 p.m. after or just go with it they're showing before that's that. what i was like it's tuesday what is their tuesday night lineup gonna be e like right but do you think is brad still a correspondent on that it's like hit or miss like sometimes he is sometimes he isn't i don't I, he must have a weird deal with that i feel thing. like they've had to have a lot of people in and out because of covid oh the person on the picture is laverne cox though so i imagine laverne oh yeah is still, she was doing a um, lot last year yeah yeah a correspondent for them yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see who wins, I suppose. Like I said, I'm not going to, if I was home, I would watch it. Like I'd have it on the background, but I'm going to trivia tonight. So um, I'll probably just, you know, see who won later on my phone, but. And the looks. Yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, I guess I won't take the red carpet. I'll just, yeah, get the discourse online. Yeah. All right, Globes. Well, you know, you used to be fun. I still watch the when Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosted clips on YouTube all the time and all their monologues and they're very funny. And I love Amy Poehler when she like sits in the audience and makes out with Bono when she's, you know, <laughs> being announced for her award. It's just so good. All right. Um, I will go. Oh, do you someone's a, a fan, Alyssa, shout out. Um, I don't oh, want to say the last names, but I think she knows who she is. Um, suggested we talk about the Celine Dion thing. And I didn't even really know what it was. And then I guess I saw it on TikTok. It was because like, you don't get People Magazine from our mother. No, I don't. Um, so it's because I'm the spare. <laughs> um, so I guess Rolling Stone did like 200 greatest singers of all time and Celine wasn't included. Is that the tea? No, she has um, this um, disorder. Okay. That she like stiffens up and can't move and it affects like one in like 50 million people. Don't Ugh. fact check me on that number. And she has to like suspend touring. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people article was, you know, a beat um, <laughs> that this is like beatable and like, it's not a huge hindrance to her life, but I think you don't know what it's called. I it's okay. I just wondered if she had like MS. No, no, no. Um, 
the doctors who don't treat her said in the, it's like not a huge hindrance to life. It's a hindrance to someone who wants to perform and, yeah. um, you know. But what does Rolling Stone have to do with all of this? Well, I think um, when I was just Googling Celine Dion, it says Celine Dion fans protest outside Rolling Stone offices after she's left off 200 greatest singers list. Yeah. That's what I thought Alyssa wanted us to talk about. It's called stiff person syndrome, SPS. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's. So yeah, I think that's what's know, going on with Celine. That's what's going on, Celine. It's very sad for her because she can't, you know, do all the moves and the arm thrusting that she wants. I'm sure, but yeah, she'll, she'll be okay. Shall we go for it? That's when Ariana does her. Um, okay, yeah, I don't really. I have to look at this. Who are the 200 singers now? I'm, I guess I would include her, but who am I to say? I don't know. I, who cares about Rolling Stone anyway? Like, aren't they so like not relevant? Yeah, but it's funny. Like, like, again, all I, Anders always talks about, like he reads always like the, you know, 500 best albums or 500 best songs and he'll listen to them. And he's like, some of them are great. Like you're like, oh, every song great. And some of them you're like, what? Or you're like, why is No Diggity not on this list? Like, <laughs> like he really, because he loves Howard Stern. And I think Howard Stern always talks about these lists like when they come out. So, but I, yeah, I, I think Caitlin still gets Rolling Stone the physical magazine she's a, a a good consumer of rolling stone has been yeah i mean she gave me the harry styles cover a couple of years ago and i framed it in my charlestown apartment shout out all right so uh you have on here new york post oh yeah um our dear friend and fellow new yorker marissa mm-hmm. listened to the first episode she said i liked when you guys talked about the new york post covers you should continue to do that Yes. And I thought that was a really funny idea. So this is the Marissa New York Post cover segment. Yeah. So I decided to go back on this day 10 years ago. So 2013. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what the story is about and you're going to guess the, the Love it. Great yeah. job. Okay. So on January 10th, 2013, okay. a uh, commuter ferry from New Jersey crashed into Lower Manhattan, Pier 11 at South Street. Jesus. 8.45 a.m. I, no one was like severely hurt, but I was, there was, I was like, did anyone die? No, but people okay. were moved around. People were like seriously injured with wounds and like hit their head and stuff, but nobody like it wasn't everyone recovered. It was fine. Okay. What is the cover of the New York Post on this day? Oh, I thought it was gonna be opposite. You were gonna read me the headline and I had to guess what the story was about, but you want me to guess the headline based on that story, well, which was we, we could do it a different way next time. Okay, week. so commuter ferry from New Jersey crashes into South Street pilings or whatever yeah oh that's always a pun wait what time have you uh i was gonna say a belated fairy christmas or something but it's probably too late after christmas for that um let's see jersey manhattan just give me one guess and i'll tell you or just like keep your trash on new jersey instead of in new york captain crunch captain yeah like like the okay because like the fairy the captain who was paid to write these headlines? That's actually very clever, but fucked I think up. It's terrible. These poor it people is. and the picture is people in neck braces on like gurneys. Oh my god, Captain and Crunch! Captain Crunch, like well, these poor people. Did they spell it C A P apostrophe N like the cereal? Yes, Captain. Captain. Okay, I appreciate that as a cereal connoisseur. Yeah, so that's pretty I- good. That's pretty good. And also very rude and not sympathetic. But what else is the New York Post, if that? 
I know. And I realize in later episodes, we do talk about the New York Post again. So even in, I think, episode two, Marissa, look out. There's new, so it's funny. We we kind of already were uh, continuing to mention them. You know, yeah. they'll probably get a big boost from our 101 listeners. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch should cut me a check for all the papers I sell him. Thanks, Miranda Priestley. Um, so my last event topic is about the workaholics movie, which I don't know if you care to talk about, but I saw the post, which you probably met because Adam kept saying we're super butthurt about this. And I know you hate the term butthurt. I do. Okay. So we just got cut off because I, I thought I had paid for zoom, but I don't. So we get cut off at 40 minutes. So, uh, butthurt. I hate the term. I don't think it should be in our vernacular. I hate when people, it's not funny. Don't use it. Okay. But anyway, Adam so, Devine used it to describe his distaste for his movie getting canceled. Yeah. So I get a long time, probably two years ago, Paramount Plus said, "Workaholics, guys, we want to make a workaholics movie and put it on Paramount Plus because they are kind of the Viacom hub. So like all the Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon shows, mostly you can stream on Paramount Plus, but not live episodes. Like I can't see the newest episodes of The Challenge on it, just old seasons. So I have to like still watch The Challenge on your cable." But anyway, then they wrote the movie and they are getting ready to do like pre-production and they're in five weeks, they were going to start shooting. Paramount Plus had a global strategy meeting and they said they don't think the Workaholics movie is global enough as like a a reach. So they are canceling the project, which seems insane. Like, I don't know what the contract was or if this was like an at will thing, but it seems crazy that they could just like do that. Um, Well, not to get into like the economics of it but a lot of things yeah. are getting canceled and shows across all the streamers and the economy is terrible and people are getting laid off and it's horrible yeah but like a movie like this yeah. where you already have a built-in fan base like they're gonna people are gonna watch it like that was gonna be my question like what did they look at like follows or like streams views of the comic yeah. central shows to make that decision that that movie was gonna get canceled it's so but funny his, too um peacock show got picked up for second season yeah, and it was the highest streamed comedy in Peacock history. I you Peacock's know. been around for like seven months. So. I know, but still better than you know the other shows on it. Even though Girls Five Eva is a way better show, but um, yeah. So I I was DMing with Cam. Shout out Cam, um, who is like I knew you would be upset by this news. Oh, I didn't know he is up on Workaholics. Well, I don't know. I guess he knows I post about it a lot, and he follows me on Instagram. He's a big fan of Weave of the Day, and um. We, I was saying to him, I was like, I was kind of worried the movie would be really shitty anyway, because like a lot of times like shows or something you love and they make it later on. Like Super Troopers 2 was not very funny compared to Super Troopers. Game Over Man, which is the movie the Workaholics guys made after Workaholics, in my opinion, was very good. So I was worried it wouldn't be funny anyway. I still want to see it, but they did their podcast today um, and they they'd gotten the news so they like talk about it and every joke they make they're like oh well that sounds pretty global like they were talking about that they were like oh, our movie had a lot of porn in it I think globally people enjoy porn you know so it was just funny but in the midst of all of this last night Anders is going to be in a movie that's on Paramount Plus that's coming out in a couple months called At Midnight it's like a rom-com it doesn't look very good. He plays the ex-boyfriend of the girl who breaks up with him in the beginning and then like falls in love. His character's name in the movie is Adam Clark. 
So they kept being like, Clark really fucked you, that guy Clark. And I was just like, oh my God, because my dog's name is Clark and I love Anders home. So I just loved that they kept calling him Clark. So Anders made note of that in the podcast that his one uh, Paramount Plus movie was canceled, but he's also in a new Paramount Plus So he posted about it on Instagram. So their stories all day yesterday were like, we're so bummed, we're so butthurt. (laughs) Like, you know, take it sleazy, keep it weird. Um. And Honor said, he's like, and in the weird world of Hollywood, I have a movie coming out on Paramount Plus. I don't want to promote Paramount Plus, but I really love this movie and the people who made it. So I want to encourage people to watch it. So I'm going to post about it, you know, but obviously we're mad at, at Paramount Plus. Then I went to Paramount Plus's Instagram and I looked at the most recent picture. It was a picture of Top Gun Maverick and all the comments were like, fuck you bring back the workaholics movie i commented i was like we just want the workaholics movie please um everyone's like i'm canceling this you suck anyway like that i threatened to cancel but i'm not because the nwsl national women's soccer league games are on paramount plus that's why i bought it in the first place the subscription plus i want jack to be able to watch paw patrol so i can't just like cancel that on him although he can watch on nickelodeon but yeah, so I don't know. Again, who knows how many comments there were when I, I, I looked like it was probably like a thousand, you know, just when I quick glanced. But um, yeah, very sad. I meant to talk about that. I watched Top Gun Maverick and Glass Onion over the holiday break, but. Um, I did not watch Top Gun Maverick. I did watch Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. I thought it was stupid and I thought the first one was better, but I think I'm in the minority opinion on that. No, I think the first one was better. It's like a movie because it was more self-contained, I suppose. Did you like this one? So I watched it and I was like, I don't know if I liked it. I was like, I was entertained. Um, I'm not great with like mysteries because I think I'm too dumb to like figure them out. So I still was like sitting there and thinking about like, why did she have to have a twin? Spoiler. And like, you know, all this stuff. And I was kind of like meh on it. But then I was reading some of the discourse on Twitter and Tumblr. I still use Tumblr. And some of... I'm I'm someone who I as much as I like to think I'm opinionated and an individual, I sometimes need other people's opinions to help me form my own. So once I was reading why other people liked it, it kind of made me like it more. Um, but it was fine. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I it was fine. It maybe like one more time, but I'm not gonna I'm it's not like my favorite movie. I love Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson uh, looks great in it. She's very funny in it. Bomb. Everyone was good, I thought, in it. And I was like, it's funny because I feel like Edward Norton's usually not in a, a lot of things recently so that they got him to kind of like be one of the leads in it. I thought was interesting. Yeah, but I feel like and Catherine Hahn and Leslie Odom Jr., they don't give him enough to do like. Yeah, I thought they're I thought they were going to be like having an affair because they showed them sometimes like talking in quiet corners. And I was like, that could be interesting. But it was just because they were talking about like how they knew, you know, what that clear thing that they he wanted Hydrogen, to have. It's like yeah. bad for the environment or whatever. Oh, you got to watch Top Gun Maverick so we can talk about it. I know, I know. I need to, but it's going to take me like four sittings. It was also fine. It was good, you know. Not better than the original. I've only seen the original once (sighs) with you, so I got to watch it again. But I'm sure, no, not better than the original because it is just like an homage to it. And some of the stuff is so stupid. Like people have said, like they don't explain a lot of stuff. It's just like, here's the movie again, basically. Oh, okay. Val Kilmer, sad. Sad. Is all I'll say. That part made me sad. He's in it, and you and know. Val Kilmer, real life, he has like throat That's, cancer. They acknowledge very sad. Yeah. It, Iceman, spoiler in the movie, has throat cancer, and it's it's sad. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that that part was sad, but also Miles Teller. I wanted him 
I wanted it to be more about him than about it was so much about Tom Cruise. I thought Tom Cruise was just going to be in the beginning, like, and here are the new cadets, and then like not be in it anymore. But it's a Tom Cruise vehicle because he's Tom Cruise and he's probably a narcissist. And yes, it was just a lot of him, which I was like, okay. Well, to be fair, they probably wouldn't have made it without his guidance, his shepherding it, his for sure. But I would have liked to spend more time with the new recruits than him. I get it. I don't care about his love life with Jennifer Connolly. Like I'm I mean I love but her. We do but- love Jennifer Connolly. Yes. But I I wanted to learn more about, you know, the youngsters. All right. I think we can get into some of our segments now. Now that we've already done the New York Post. Um, <laughs> yeah. My superlative question for the week for you, Jill, is based on a TikTok I saw where someone was ranking Whitney Houston songs. What is your favorite Whitney Houston song? I mean, I guess it would be I Want to Dance with Somebody, but also yeah. Do You Hear What I Hear Christmas song. Yeah. Also, what's the one, like the later 2000s one that Caitlin used to play all the time? Is it My Love Is Your oh, Love? Maybe. My yeah. Love Is Your Love. Caitlin was always a witness like, fan. The remix, I think she played a lot. Okay. Yeah. Was Lauren Hill in the remix? I'm thinking of like Lauren Hill or Fuji's. Um, okay. What would be yours? So I didn't know because there's so much. I think it's How Will I Know because the uh, yeah, that's pop punk band Hit the Lights covered it and I would listen to it all the time. And I was like, this is such a good song. So I think it's How Will I Know. Girl, trust your feelings. How will I, mean- I know? I don't care. To watch there's so it. many good ones. That's right. why I, I think I that movie up. is just like the the hits and her singing them, like which yeah. will be fine and great, and that I like that. But it's not really a movie. I have nothing. I'm just looking up greatest oh, love of all. Movie. You know, yeah, my love is your love. Just hit after hit, Whitney. What's Hi, the baby. one that she does like the high E over C that Christina Aguilera practiced to do reflections? I don't know. Uh, um, I will always love you. <laughs> no. I can't think of it. I'll think that's to Dolly. She probably made so much money for that song. Um, Do you have a current event you'd like to discuss? Um, Otherwise, our friend Jill wanted us to talk about the speaker of the house and what's going on with that. um, I know. I guess that could be it. Um, Because I truly don't know what's going on. Just locally that we have um, a new governor in Massachusetts. I think we've talked about her before, Maura Healy. And she is a woman and she's openly gay. And they did an article about her girlfriend in the Globe this week. Boston Globe. Yes. And that um, that the um, they formally work together at the AG's office. So I thought that was interesting. And she's Um, the first female governor in Massachusetts. Yes. Elected. Because there was one time where someone okay. had to take over and it was a woman. Okay. Yes. So she's making history, her story. Yeah. Lovely. Um, yeah. So what is going on with the Speaker of the House? I know Do nothing. Do you not know? Do you have no understanding or? No. And it just makes me think of Master of the House, Keeper of the Keys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we have a new Congress with a Republican majority, and with that becomes a new Speaker of the House. Sorry, Does this Nancy. happen every four years or every year? It happens every... Um, it happens every time. So it, ever, it happens every time there's a new Congress session. 
but usually if like you're in the majority and the majority carries over, you keep the same leader unless that person resigns or like something crazy happens. So it's just like a quick vote, like, yes, we want to keep the same leader. We have the majority of the votes go forward. It usually takes two minutes. This one took days. It's a new house. The, the Democrats used to control the house. Now the Republicans control the house. So it took days, I think about 17 votes, you know, 17 times of taking the votes, it happened over multiple days. It happened at night because there are some individuals in the Republican party who think they are more powerful than God and think that they, that the world should revolve around them and that their beliefs are better than everyone else's beliefs and that they can corral people together and make decisions. So the person, Kevin McCarthy, who was elected Speaker of the House, he had to give up. And did the white power symbol, allegedly. He didn't. George Santos did. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, was this what Nancy Pelosi's job was? Yes. Okay. He had to um, cut some deals with some Republicans in the House, one of them being that he could be, um, like, resign or, like, you know, mm-hmm. fired at any moment by, like, any House member, which is crazy. That he can or cannot? Can. Okay, because he wants to get fired? No, but they, these few Republicans, who I don't want to say their names because they're crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, think that they are like running the show. Come on, we have a lot of Republican listeners. Yeah. (laughs) And they think that, you know, what they're, I don't know, it's just crazy. So anyway, he had to make a lot of backroom deals, give up a lot of support and things he didn't want to do. But finally, at the end of the day, everyone, I mean, there was like almost a brawl on the House floor because this was just taking too long. And mm-hmm. Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, thinks that he, you know, should be at, on the altar of everything and everyone should do what he says. It took a while to convince him to, he didn't even vote for this guy. He just said present, which means he, you know, yeah, was there and not voting, whatever. Okay. So we have a Speaker of the House. It took forever. It's really not going to be good because, no, he can't control everything because all these other Republicans control him and they tell him yeah. what to do and tell him what to say. So would you say the Republican Party is more divided than the Democratic Party in that yes. way when it comes to voting and agreeing on things? Yes. OK. But I don't think that's even going to because they're going to be a mess, but it's not going to reflect, you know, well, for us, I hope it does, us being Democrats, I mm-hmm. hope that their messes and how they can't agree on anything and how divided they are and how insane they are show the country that we shouldn't vote for these people. But I don't know. Okay. I digress. So that's, yeah, what you missed. Days of... Um, Thunder. Yeah. And while this was going on, like no new members could be voted in. And mm-hmm. when you get voted in, it's usually like a very nice thing. Right. And your family comes and there's you Put your hand on the Bible. Yeah, but like, so people brought their family there for days. Yeah. When it couldn't happen, like children were sitting in the audience in the gallery, but yeah, it was insanity. And it just makes us look terrible to the rest of the world. But what else is new? I don't care, but this podcast reveals week over week how stupid I am. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Things that I don't know. <laughs> but I don't even know that much. Eh, more than me. Um. Yeah. I was half listening. I was half trying to think of who I wanted you to do six degrees of Kevin Bacon up because I, I didn't really pick someone last night and then I was going to pick Kirsten Dunst, but she's in a movie with Tom Cruise. And I feel like we keep doing Tom Cruise. So I thought of one, um, Natasha Richardson. Oh, too soon. Well, we, I mentioned Meredith Blake before. So then she was on my mind. 
So we're referring to Natasha Richardson, who was in The Parent Trap, one of our all-time favorite films. Yeah, probably my favorite Nancy Myers film or The Holiday. Um, so I know Natasha Richardson's been in a lot of movies and um, our aunts, uncles, and mother will probably be mad at me that the only two movies I'm thinking of right now are The Parent Trap. And, she's and Made in Manhattan. Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> That's also I brought up because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Made in Manhattan. Um, so let's think about this. Natasha Richardson, Dennis Quaid, Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. I don't Dennis, know, I think. Dennis Quaid is in the new Footloose. Mm-hmm. The, the newer version. Oh, I love made. it so much. I don't care what anyone says. Massachusetts own Kenny Wormworld. Yeah. And my girl, Julianne Huff. Yeah. Which then that takes us back to Tom Cruise because Miles Teller is in Footloose. He is in Top Gun Maverick with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. And Julianne Huff is in... Um, What's that movie? No, the the musical that with Tom Cruise. It's like the oh, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. So yeah, all roads lead back to Tom, not Kevin. Yeah, I I thought there must be shorter. Is Ray Fiennes in anything with Kevin Bacon or J Lo? But Ray Fiennes is in Manhattan. That's what I mean. So getting Natasha Richardson to Ray Fiennes to Kevin Bacon. Can you go that way? I'm sure there is, but I, I can't think of it right now. I mean, I only think of him as Voldemort. Right. Well, that, that could go. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people in that. Yeah. I'm thinking Emma Watson's in Little Women. <laughs> Dern. Was Dern everything, anything with Kevin Bacon? Not that I know of, but you never know. He's got to make some new films. Oh, I guess he was just in that show on Peacock, but I, I don't think it was a movie. I think it was a show. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. It was was on that Showtime show, City on a Hill, about Massachusetts. Right. But the show he was in, I think it was for Peacock. It's called like They, Them. And it's about, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like a horror. Yeah. And it's a camp, I think, where like LGBTQ plus youth go. Either it's like a conversion camp or it's just like a camp. And then they're like, is a, you know, a murder. So I think it's like super fucked up. Well, we have to workshop this Kevin Bacon thing more because I, I need more time and quiet. Well, we can we can kill the segment if people don't like it. No, I, I think people like it. But so for now, we're going to say Natasha Richardson was in Parent Trap with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid was in Footloose with Julian Huff. Julian Huff was in Rock of Ages with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I wonder if there's like an sure, o- online generator where I put it in and it'll give me the shortest amount of steps. I'm sure there's a better, easier way to do it. But I can't think right now. I need more time. Well, and this isn't uh, a hyperfixation yet, but I have a new crush on the rise. Um, I'm just watching season two of White Lotus. I know I'm behind and there is a British dude in it. And the actor's name is Leo Woodall or Woodhall. I think you say it Woodall. Um, and he plays Jack the British guy and he's super fucking hot. And he's supposed to be kind of like a foil to the character of Albie, who's like the nice guy. And then it's how like girls like Haley Lou Richardson don't go for the nice guy. They go for like the kind of dickhead guy. But has he been in anything else? I would not know this man. No, I looked at his IMDb before this to see if you would know him from anything. But no, this is like, I think his first like big thing. But he's basically (coughs) the Billy Hargrove of White Lotus, in my mind. (laughs) He's like, you know, 
the hot sex appeal guy. So are there other things that he's in that you can find and will now watch? Maybe, but I don't think anything of substance. It's just the accent mainly too. He is he's from Essex in the show and he never been anywhere but Essex and it's just a great accent and I love it so much. So we'll continue to watch. <laughs> Haley Lou Richardson, what do you know her from? I don't. Is that Gizmo or the baby? That's Gizmo. Okay. Um, because I feel like she looks so familiar and I have seen stuff with her, but she's so pretty. And I mean, yeah. everyone's so fucking hot in White Lotus. Megan Fahey, bombshell. She's not the one in Glass Onion, is she? No. Madeline Klein, you're thinking of from Outer Banks? I don't watch Outer Banks either. You should. Season three is coming in February. It's the craziest show. All right. Well, this was another episode of Good Not Great. Thanks to all our feedback from our loyal fans, friends, family, ladies, men, sandwiches, non-binary folk. <clears throat> you, um, I was going to put on an Instagram post. See you next Thursday. Spelled like see you. And I knew you'd get mad. So I didn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't get mad, but just not. Gonna, if you see Kami, you know? Yeah. I just all wouldn't right. love it, but it's okay. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for your service. Yeah, no problem. See you then. See you then.